This is Old School on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back, second segment, original old school, DP, J. Foreman, Bach on the ones and twos, threes and fours, whatever you like to call it. Uh, good first segment. Now we're going to jump into some uh, <laughs> NFL guests, what you're doing now. What you, what, I think uh, the one thing about free agency, there, I, I always say there is not an exact science to it. it there really isn't. There's got – you're always – it's a guessing game. I mean, you're trying to – you know, you're trying to improve your team. You're trying to make a splash. You're trying to do what you need to do. I mean, you, I think, you know, the you know whether you're the Panthers or the Bears, there's everybody's at different, you know, like area criteria or whatever you want to call it, or different landmarks in their in their, you know, franchise, you know, history with the, the leadership and players in in place. It's always weird to me when you when you have something good, then you don't then you get rid of it. So here's an example. So like for Kansas City, you just won a Super Bowl. Orlando Brown Jr. is your starting left tackle. Mm-hmm. At one point in time, you traded a, a, a boatload for him for, to get him from Baltimore, or you traded for him to get to Baltimore. He got a new contract, played that contract, made, made the Pro Bowl, played pretty well, and then you – I don't know what the dynamics are, whether he wanted too much money or – he wasn't a good locker room guy, but I'm just talking about this on the field. Mm-hmm. Then you turn around and sign Jawan Taylor from the Jaguars to an $80 million deal, and he ain't that much better, if if he is better, than the dude that you got in-house that's in his prime. Because it's not like you got a rookie and he's like, okay, now we're saving money. You went and got a veteran and paid him probably what you could have paid the dude that was there. So you lost the starting left tackle. Um, now, granted, this you know Taylor's twenty five and he showed improvement, but in, in the improvement and being legit left tackle are two different things, and so that's just the weird thing about free agency and what they're doing and, and how they do it. It's also, you know, it's about being out there and getting the most that you can. Like you know, um, Tremaine Edmonds from the Buffalo Bills middle linebacker, he's going to to the Bears for a seventy two million dollar contract. He don't need seventy two cents. Now he was a first round pick and he done some good things. He can't cover. Do you see the two that the Commanders they, they signed a left tackle and a center, so they got Nick Gage from uh, they got the Nick Gage Nick Gage yeah from, give him Lars Husker right yeah right so he's at center mm-hmm. you go and get a left tackle, uh, I still don't know what they're doing. Well, I don't I mean, know what they're they, doing. They, you, I don't uh, know, I don't I, know what Carolina's doing. People got heated on social media when I said I don't know what the Panthers are doing. Uh, Jay, help me out, man. You well, you got them Charlotte connections. Help me understand. Any, I don't have any connections. I'm a, <laughs> I, I I think you know they what they did was they, I'm assuming that they have their eye on two. I'm a, I, I'd be very surprised if they had three people that they think they can get number one. Because if you if you're not locked in on two, I mean you know I mean if you got one, that's perfect. Then you made the right choice, regardless of what happens. That's a choice you made in that point. Tw- point in time that's the right choice but most likely it's two and they probably okay who do we want to lead our franchise and you know so forth so if you have three guys that you think can do it then you have none you have done you have done a poor job in assessing right. your business there's, situation. because there's not because after young and stroud you can't say you know these guys have shown me that they're legitimate franchise quarterbacks so you don't give away the farm 
to not know who yeah, you're going to so, pick. So I'm sure they – but a lot of times, you know, it comes down to A or B. And they and they're, they still have some time in the process. Free agency, you know, who else they get around him, how they envision their offense. They can still work through two guys. And so I'm assuming that they have – you know, they got a new coach, um, a new owner that's that's made a promise to kind of step away and not kind of get into football business. And so now it's, you know, when you're a new coach with the GM, this is going to be, you're going to give him his first pick. And so, you know, they're, they're reshaping and re-identifying the Carolina say that, say Say that again. That you have a new GM. And coach. Right. New GM and coach. And a new, and essentially a new owner in the sense of, well, he has. Well, he's having a new. He he. he well, one thing he is, got. A, he's singing Pat LaBelle. I got a new attitude. I'm getting well, out of the it, way. Yeah, which is <laughs> which is commendable. He realized or said these are the things he he felt like didn't help the prior situation. He's stepping away. He want this is who he hired and kind of made a you know about face. So he's reshaping the the face of you know of the organization with a quarterback. That's what they're doing, and you got to pay for that. If you don't have if you don't have a high enough pick where you can forecast to do it, because you have to take the guesswork out of it. Because you could say you kind of cheapskate your way up to get up to the top number four pick. All right. Well, the, well, somebody could trade up to number two after number one's gone. Now you don't have a quarterback. So now you just kind of tiptoed up there. So if you're really going to try to do big business and you think and you want the number one pick and, and, and also stepping up this high lets you know what they think about the quarterback class next year. Could you have done – gotten a quarterback in free agency and then used nine and 61 to get a left tackle, right tackle uh, receiver one a and receiver one B because you traded, you, you could have kept more right. and then gotten receiver one B or one C or even a one a at number well, nine. You could have got at 61. As you said, you can get a defensive line. You can get a linebacker, you get receiver, but you get yeah, whatever you want at 61. Yeah, I mean, it's, they must feel comfortable with what they got or what they're going to be doing in free agency. But I think the biggest – first of all, this isn't a 23 type of pick. They figure there's always ways to kind of get more picks and, you know, trade back in the draft for future – or with future considerations. So I think they're just – they're focused on getting this number one pick right, having a plan – because they figure, like, okay, we got the quarterback situation done as far as, like, who we're picking number one or will. What they do behind them – is a stopgap veteran, and you know they're gonna have to you know remedy that. Then they need to either through free agency or do a really good job of the limited draft choices that they have. Is hit home runs along with signing back some of their mid-level type of um, free agents. I know they got a linebacker down there that had a really good year, led him in tackles, maybe led the league in tackles. He's a free agent. Can you get him on a deal less than seventy-two million? You got Shaq Thompson. They feel good about what they have going on on the defensive side of the ball offensive side of the ball especially with you know take the quarterback position out of it ride receiver they got to address because I don't you can't you can't expect Jamar Chase and Jefferson to be there when they pick because Jamar Chase and Jefferson you don't have Kirk Cousins in that type of offense with Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook and all those guys that accentuate Jefferson and you don't have Chase or you don't have Higgins and you don't have um, Joe Burrow and Mixon in Carolina, so you even if you did get those guys right at a little bit later, mm -hmm. you don't have everything around them, so you're not going to be. It's not going to be the same success rate. 
So they have to, they, you know, they have to be real, you know, choosy and real smart what they do and, and build it from the inside out. So if I was them, I'm really focusing on if I'm picking a quarterback number one, I'm really focusing on that offensive line. And then obviously receivers. Isn't well. isn't that GM championship standard 101? No. Line. Like, get control of your lines. No. I mean, down in Houston, we drafted David Carr number one. Well, that's oh. why Houston's Houston. But we drafted, <laughs> up, we drafted David Carr number one. You sold tickets. You did business well, before you did business. Well, they did good business because it was sold out for years and still is sold. Yeah. Out, so it is yeah. good business. It's great business. But, Terrible. But part of the business is doing it on the on the on the field, and especially doing bad business when you don't ha- you you start with a whole big salary cap. You got to think when Houston started, they could fill the salary cap. Right, because you, you, they didn't have prior like salaries on the salary cap, right. so they went in the supplemental draft. And I know part of the supplemental draft was you had to take Baselli to get him off the books to get, you know, Gary Walker and Seth Payne. I know that, but we we got Baselli. He never played, and he was getting paid starters money. Never took a pay cut. Man. And then we got Ryan Young from the Jets, who maybe played a few few games, so he was done. So the two bookend tackles never played. Never played. Aren't you amazed at how many GMs never get? graded no i mean that's <laughs> but that's part of going to expansion team that's part of the reason why i didn't want to go to houston but i end yeah. up liking it but then that's part of, of being when there is a rebuild or a reset that's what happens and like sh- all these new coaches at these places yeah. them veterans know you ain't winning See, it, it, unless it's unless it's you the taking right, us in deep water jay foreman you taking us in deep water it's, unless it's the right organization <laughs> to where you needed a new face can, and, can and i make the like reference that. can i make the reference of a new coaching staff somewhere yeah, what? Nebraska. Oh. <laughs> can I ask you? Can I? Well, it's different than the pros, man. I mean, the pros. I mean, here's why it's different than the pros. Bach, when, when Bach your eyes just almost shot up to the top of your head. Because when you're, when, you're when you're in the pros, you know, you could be really good one year. Look at Tennessee Titans. Uh-huh. And horrible the next. So, as a veteran, say like you're at the Colts. Right? You're Leonard. Uh, anybody on that defense, well, they don't got a quarterback. Now, we got Jonathan Taylor. We got an aging offensive line. Mm-hmm. Or not an aging, but an offensive line that didn't perform to the overall pay stubs that were, you know, one of the highest paid offensive lines. And right now, if they had to play a game, they still got Matt Ryan, which they're obviously going to probably eventually get rid of. But Sam Ellinger, we've already seen that, right? So now as a defensive player – yeah, we got some nice pieces on on offense, you know, but we don't have a quarterback, and we got a new coach. See, a new coach is going to come in generally in the NFL level, and it used to be other they'd be able to do the long game and kind of lose for a couple years. Now, now there's more pressure on them to win sooner. So my statement is somewhat incorrect, but still, you can you know. You know when you're in that that's locker room. You know in that, that locker room. That, 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 I, I mean, I knew we were pulling up that stadium looking at some of them dudes on offense like, man, we ain't got a chance today. We, if, we don't, <laughs> if, if they score anything over 17 points, we we, we in trouble. And, then, and sometimes when you play in the St. Louis Rams, they're going to score more than 17 points. They just are. They get off the bus with 17. Right. They good. <laughs> Especially like when you play in Kansas City when they had Priest Holmes in them. Yeah. You you ain't shutting them out, man. They're scoring thirty, and they're not giving you the ball no, much. They got they got they got they got two two Hall of Fame offensive <laughs> linemen, Brian Waters, who was just as good as Will Shields. Yeah. Then they had the then they had um 
the big tackle from uh, John Tate from BYU. Yep. And then they had Wegman, the center from Iowa, who was kind of like the first. Longest J- arms in the league, John but he, Tate. But, yeah. he, <laughs> but he was the first under, not the first, but the first kind of like Jason Kelsey, big old offensive line, and this dude could pull. Yeah. And then you got Jason Dunn and Gonzalez and, who you know, Eddie Kinnison. They going to score points. Ah, man. I, 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 it just. They going to score points. It, it's so fascinating. So you can't score points. If you ain't scoring in this league, if you're not at ability to score points in this league, you done. The same can be said for the Big Ten Conference, right? That you you know how many points your team has to score before you take the field in a Big Ten. On Sometimes a Big Ten this year is different, and we can get into it at the top of the hour because we got the short segment yeah. right here. I think the short segment here, since we got the NCAA picks, we we need to look at the teams in the brackets and who's going to be the the mid-major to make the Sweet 16. And then we – yeah, I was going to ask you, Cinderella. So, Cinderella yeah. – hey, Bach, what would you – how would you define Cinderella? Is that lower – from eight below? Uh, Yeah, I think – I think I usually go in the double – you know, ten. So, double, double digits. digits yeah. All right, double digits double. to Cinderella. And then how many teams can actually win the NCAA title? How many teams – like, it's this not – that's, that's why it's a short segment because there yeah. just aren't that many teams yeah. that yeah. legitimately we think – can win is there anybody outside of a four that we think lower than four that we think can actually win the big ten the the national championship uh, right so we got that's our short yeah, second that might be yeah we'll give we'll, we got that time to think about it get doubtful. us out of here get us out of here jay we are out of here we're going to be back with a short segment then we're going to pop it off with nebraska pre-spring football Next, Old School DPJ practice. Foreman. We talk about practice. <laughs> Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DPJ on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.